Spiritual consciousness is attained through a very special kind of meditation. We must rise above body consciousness. Spiritual consciousness or awareness is not just about reading a new book or doing a ritual or purchasing an icon and hanging it on the wall, lighting candles, burning incense. These are all activities like rearranging the chairs on the deck of the Titanic. Instead of rearranging chairs, we need to leave the ship that's sailing across this ocean of samsara, this ocean of turbulence and change, and rise above, get off the sinking ship, not just changing our beliefs from A to B, swapping one theology for another, and so on, replacing one ritual with another. Spiritual consciousness is attained through a very special kind of meditation. And when all is said and done, we must rise above body consciousness and enter into the spiritual domain. Sanat's Kripal Singh and Hazur Baba Samwan Singh On the plight of the soul, as it incarnates, in the lower planes of creation. This is a kind of alternative Gnostic story of creation, the soul's journey through the labyrinth of illusion, finding redemption and rising above it all again. The spiritual path as taught by Santmat, the path of the masters, actually begins when we transcend physical consciousness and enter into the inner spiritual realms. This is not the end of the journey, but the beginning of the journey. As the soul progresses through these regions on the way back to God, it is confronted with even greater obstacles than we know of here in the physical region. The following is from the book Prayer, Its Nature and Technique, by Sant Kripal Singh. Sant Kripal Singh There are myriads of obstacles in the inner path. Sometimes an aspirant gets no response to his prayers and begins to doubt their efficacy. At other times, far removed from God, he finds himself in a strange and vast stillness and feels his own vibrations. Others get entangled in the deep darkness behind the eyes and cannot penetrate into the beyond. They cannot penetrate into the beyond. So bewildering and complicated are these regions of darkness and silence that one feels he has lost his way. In spite of his best efforts, he totters over and over again, tries to stand on his legs but slips over. This is indeed a very sad and delicate situation. By his unaided efforts, he cannot safely come out of this labyrinth. 
It is in such weird and eerie surroundings that instructions from a master soul can be of avail to him. These are just a few of the countless difficulties with which this path is strewn. The negative power has a regular network of pitfalls to thwart designs, even of the wisest and weariest of souls, and by all kinds of wiles tries to ambush the weary traveler on the path. Its triumph lies in keeping the jivas or embodied souls entirely in its clutches so that its sway over them remains undiminished and its glory undimmed. One can escape these dark forces only through the help of one who has himself conquered them. For such forces live in fear of him and do not molest a soul that is in league with him. The long arm of the master, the Satguru, and his strong hand can lead a jiva soul unscathed through all dangers with which the inner path is beset at every step. Kripal Singh from the book Prayer its nature and technique, which is a free online book, by the way, at the Ruhani Satsang USA.org website. Kirpal Singh on the Labyrinth of the Soul How the Grace of the Master Helps the Soul Progress Along the Journey unscathed, despite the fact there is a kind of cosmic conspiracy going on, negative powers or the demiurge as the Gnostics refer to the negative power, resisting the soul. The goal of the negative power or the demiurge is to prevent souls from ascending. For if all the subjects left the kingdom, there'd be no one left to rule anymore, right? So therefore, the cosmic conspiracy, the Gnostic conspiracy, is to keep souls from making very much spiritual progress, and so they'll keep on reincarnating again and again and again, and not go very far at all. That's the cosmic conspiracy. As told in various ways, East and West. That portion of the Kripal Singh quote referring to the soul seeing darkness with eyes closed during meditation is something addressed. This is from the Gospel of Philip from the Nag Hammadi Library. When the light comes, then he who sees will see the light and he who is blind will remain in darkness. The powers do not see those who are clothed in the perfect light and consequently are not able to detain them. If anyone becomes a son of the bridal chamber, he will receive the light. If anyone does not receive the light while he is here, he will not be able to receive it in the other place. Unquote. Gospel of Philip. The 
The path of the mystic is about finding the light during life, making an ascent to heaven while alive in this body. If we see light now, we are established in the light. It's not a matter of guessing game or theory about the afterlife. Eternity is already in progress, already underway, right now in this present living moment. This is a quote from Swami Sant Seviji Maharaj. Those, say the Sants, who see darkness within on closing their eyes are within the realms of death and subject to the cycle of transmigration. Past is past. Let us learn, now at least, the method from an accomplished master and strive to behold the divine light within and transcend death. The labyrinth of the lower planes the soul finds itself dwelling in and how to rise above it all and connect to our true home again. Spiritual consciousness is attained through a very special kind of meditation. We must rise above body consciousness. As we go even deeper into what resists our spiritual growth, we discover the root cause of the problem is what the saints call the universal mind or the call, what the Gnostics refer to as the demiurge, a kind of false god or ego of the cosmos, which strives to shroud souls in a state of duality. This beautiful letter was written by Huzur Baba Sawan Singh to a Western disciple almost a hundred years ago. My dear daughter, you must know that the soul has been coming from its source to this earth from time immemorial. It is subjected to the mind and is so confined to worldly desires and riches that until a Sansat Guru awakens it, it always tries to return to the same worldly attractions. Whenever through the mercy through the compassion of the Holy Father, it thinks of its source, even for a moment. It desires to go there involuntarily. The mind, however, does not help it, and immediately brings forth such awful thoughts which divert the attention to the contrary direction. The result is that the spirit wanders around until it is brought back towards the right path again. Really, the mind is an agent of Kal Parush, the universal mind, and is bound to stay with the soul in the material spiritual division of creation. 
You will clearly understand this from the following explanation. Our spirit is the son of Sat Parush, the Supreme Being, and was lent to Kal Parush, the ruler of the second grand division, to fulfill the function of the evolution of his division and the one below. Kal Parush then covered the soul first in the instrumental or causal body, second in the subtle body, and third in the physical or material body. He then created several kinds of internal and external restrictions and obstacles so that the spirit would be entangled in them forever. When the Sant Sat Guru incarnates on this earth to release the souls from the material covers or sheaths, the subtle bodies and the physical body, he first teaches them that this place is not their permanent abode, and their chief function here is to find the means to return to the purely spiritual region under his guidance. Their means of return is to go to the true spiritual home whence they came from in the beginning. Those who accept his teaching and act upon them with love gradually return to the purely spiritual region under his guidance. Therefore you need not be anxious and you should continually perform the spiritual practices, the meditation practices with firm faith and trust in the compassion of the Holy Father, who has kindly disclosed to you the secrets of the true holy name, and you will certainly reach the goal one day. Our lifetime is invaluable. We must always be careful to utilize it in the best direction. Any part of our time not used in Simran, the repetition of the sacred names of God, is lost. Therefore, you should always try to save your time for the spiritual exercises, for to incline your mind and spirit towards things other than the holy sound is to lose your fortune. My dear daughter, you will repeatedly ask, rather, my dear daughter, I will repeatedly ask you to honor your life by trying your best to raise yourself towards your true home. As soon as you reach the first stage of your journey, you will notice the wonderful spiritual scenes there which will fill your heart with happiness and gratefulness to the Holy Father. After getting through your daily work, your daily domestic work, always concentrate your thoughts or attention inward and upward. It will refresh your mind and will remove the fatigue of the whole day. And the hidden mysteries will be opened to you. A letter from Hazur Baba Sawan Singh.
spiritual consciousness is only attained by rising above body consciousness during a very special kind of meditation revealed by the masters at the time of one's initiation into Surat Shabad Yoga, inner light and sound meditation. The following is from a section called An Explanation from the book Spiritual Consciousness. Spiritual consciousness is to explore the knowledge of the spirit and its origin or reservoir through realization. The proper course of attaining higher levels of spiritual consciousness for a sincere lover of the Supreme Being, according to Hazur Maharaj, the second master of the Radhaswami faith, is to acquire knowledge of the secrets and the order of creation and the means of traversing the distance between his dwelling in the body, the pupil of the eye, the third eye center access during meditation, and the abode of the Supreme Being, the prime source of everything, and to start on his journey with fervor and perseverance, with the avowed object of reaching the presence of the Most High, and beloved Supreme Father. A quote from the book Spiritual Consciousness, published by Dial Bagh University, Agra, India. Spiritual verses from Hazrat Sultan Bahu the Sufi on dying while living, rising above body consciousness via meditation to explore the kingdom of the heavens, the heavenly realms. The path of the masters is the highest of all. It is beyond all comprehension. On this path there is neither teaching nor learning from books, there are neither discussions nor expositions, nor stories from the past. Love of this world is sheer idolatry, a denial of God. Let no one trust its loyalty. Only the one who knows the mystic art of dying while living knows the real secret. Love has inspired me to explore the heavens. From earth it has raised me to the worlds of spirit. Begone, foul world, beguile me no more. I am already in anguish about my stay here. I am a wayfarer, my home is far away. And you have enticed me with false promises. Only if you forsake the world and die while living can you find the Lord. Obahu, a mystic Sufi poem of Hazrat Sultan Bahu, one of my favorite Sufi poets. A note about the meaning of dying while living or death before dying. It's a popular saying used by Sants and Sufi poets of the East, espousing the view that rising above body consciousness or soul travel during meditation 
is a preparation or rehearsal for the afterlife. It's also a description of the process of meditation itself. While in this human form, we can catch a glimpse of the heavens. Because the heavens are real now, it's not simply confined to some future afterlife. If there are heavens, they are there now, right? Supreme Being exists now, not just in the future or in the afterlife. The spiritual domain already exists and we are souls and so therefore can or should be able to catch a glimpse in the here and now through spiritual practice. Hazrat Sultan Bahu, let us die before dying, O Bahu. Only then is the Lord attained. St. Paul also said, I die daily, referring to his spiritual practice of going beyond the earthly self, living in his heavenly self or Christ within hope of glory. I'm just a poor wayfaring stranger traveling through this world below, as has been said. Coming up next, a glossary definition of the term Simran and a spiritual discourse by Baba Ram Singh on spiritual practice. From a Santmat glossary, the entry for the word Simran. Repetition of names or thoughts. In Santmat, the Simran of worldly thoughts is controlled through the Simran of the five charged names. Repeated by an initiate throughout the day and when sitting for meditation as a means of collecting the thought currents at the third eye center. These sacred names of God are also used as a kind of password of sorts to the higher planes and protection from negative power influences. August 3rd, 2019, meditation talk that took place in the morning at one of the ashrams and during one of the spiritual retreats facilitated by Baba Ram Singh. Surat Shabad Yoga, Inner Light and Sound Meditation, the only study that teaches us how to die while we are living. Surat Shabad Yoga is the only study that teaches us how to die while we are living. In Surat Shabad Yoga, we practice every day. When we do our meditation, we practice the concentration of the attention of the soul at the eye center. So gradually, our attention in the body withdraws and it comes to the eye center. And gradually, after we leave meditation after we leave meditation this attention gets redistributed in the body but for perfecting this art we have to keep our mind and body pure 
We have to cleanse our minds by doing Simran and remove the burden of karmas. And we have to also equally pay attention to keep our body pure. Because when both of these are pure, we will gain success on this path. This happens when we do our Simran. Because by doing Simran, the mind gets purer and the body also gets purer. And if we try to do this just by thinking that we are keeping our body and mind pure, that is not going to happen. It is the Simran that brings about these positive attributes within us and that manifests the change within us. It is Simran that has the power of transforming an ordinary human being, even the greatest of sinners, into Mahatmas. Therefore, whenever we are there in our homes and we are idle, the mind is idle, we should try to do our Simran. We should try to keep focusing on our Simran and do as much Simran as possible. The whole day we are thinking about worldly things and then we sit for meditation for about a half an hour or an hour. The mind cannot focus well because it is distributed outside. So when we do the Simran the whole day, when we keep remembering and focusing on Simran, that helps us when we sit for meditation. Of course, if someone is doing work in the office or he is using his intellect or his mind for his work, then he may perhaps get less time to do Simran. But whenever he is idle, he should use the time to do Simran and remember his master. So if you want to be successful on this path and you want to see success, you should do more and more Simran because the longer you do your Simran, the faster you will succeed. And the slower you do your Simran, the longer it will take to succeed on this path. Meditation. Simran, during meditation. By doing continuous Simran, the attention of the soul starts withdrawing from the body. And that starts getting focused at the eye center. By doing so, the attention of the soul gets concentrated and it moves out of the body. And at the eye center, it concentrates where it is seated. That is the process of the saying, we are dying while we are living. For a devotee, he can do this practice every day. He can withdraw the attention at the eye center and again come back at any time. That is what Mahatmas say is the process of dying while we are living. Because once you have overcome and been able to concentrate that attention at the eye center, you no longer fear death because you have already transcended that process and then it becomes easy and one can do it every day. Such devotees who have crossed over and have been able to go to the eye center, for them it is a matter of joy at the time of death. It is like a newlywed bridegroom who feels happy at the time of marriage. That kind of happiness is there when the person is going to leave the body and die. But for those who have not done this and who are spread out in this world, for them it is a matter of great sorrow at the time of death because they have to leave all of this behind. So this kind of pleasure is an attribute of the gurumukhs, the disciples, who have done these practices. 
The atmosphere is quiet, and we should make the most of it. Let us close our eyes and get connected to Simran and Dion or meditation, says Baba Ram Singh. Describing here the process, the beginning of the process of Surat Shabad Yoga, inner light and sound meditation, we do the Simran of the sacred names of God and we get concentrated at the third eye, the third eye center, and that is the beginning of the spiritual journey, the ascension of the soul that is dying while living, rising above body consciousness. Spiritual consciousness is attained through a very special kind of meditation. We must rise above body consciousness. That is the beginning of this spiritual journey. Thank you for joining me today for this Satsang podcast edition of Spiritual Awakening Radio.